In the words of Chicago's own ministry, I'm writing this letter so no one will forget. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. journey to get our life together <laughs> i like that one that's the best <laughs> i can do right now <laughs> with the not boulder run in chicago but there's 22 weeks to the race and you know 22 weeks till something till maybe 22, uh, 22 weeks, weeks to like <laughs> 22 weeks till i get my act together pete <laughs> i was gonna say 22 weeks till you make an actual decision on what race you're gonna do it's that, been made Oh, it's, it's been official. Made? Yeah, oh, and this one, I mean, and it's not one that we've talked about. <laughs> of course, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I I have to tell you, um, I never thought about this race until um, I was messing around on. I was looking up races. I forget the website, but there's a marathon website that you can find races. And this race was totally not on my radar. And I talked to my accountant about it, who happens to be upstairs. And she's like, that's a no-brainer. That's the race you're doing. And uh, you just need to pick a race, do it, and stop looking for these big, huge comebacks and just finish one. And then next year, we can talk about a destination race. So... Um, October 15th, I'm running Baltimore. Oh, oh, well, okay. So that's local again. Local. It's literally like 15 minutes from my house. No hotel, no nothing. I registered for the race. Um, so it's not much time difference. So uh, we're going to head right into that. And uh, I don't, did we talk about the fundraising? Just you and I with Marine Corps on the show. I don't remember. I mean, I know we talked, you and we I talked talk. about it. I left your link in the show notes. Um, and I don't know, like, how does that work? Can you just drop out of it? Yeah, team and training. One of the reasons why I like team and training is they have a recommitment day. So when you sign up, you have to give them your credit card. But you're not ultimately responsible until your recommitment day and if you say yes then no matter if you committed to eight grand and you only raised a grand you owe them seven thousand whereas a lot of charities once you say yes initially you give them your credit card and there's no way out so that's one of the reasons why i like team and training so i can just email them and say Hey, I, you know, the money that I raised from Chicago, here's your donation, which was about 1400 So I'm really happy and proud of that and thankful of, you know, you and everyone who, who made that happen. But um, I just don't think I can ultimately be responsible because fundraising now is 
super hard and it's even harder in your 12th year of doing it that I just don't know if the same people can want to give again and I can't put Farrick on the line for 1200 bucks. So um, I'm grateful for the donation that I made, but I think I'm just going to go um, with Baltimore and not worry about fundraising again. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that link. I gotta remember to take that link out of the. Out of yeah, the I'll send you a message too. Um, but I mean, I think it's it's good that I mean, it's literally only a week later than Chicago. Yeah. So you're 23 weeks away, um, at that at this point, or just under 23 weeks away from from that race in Baltimore, and being local has got to help a ton. In a lot of ways, right? I mean, psychologically, it's like a hometown race. So, I mean, that's, I mean, you're closer to your race probably than I am to Chicago. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I've been here 20 years, at least 20, yeah, 20 years, just about 20 years. I don't know, something in that ballpark. And I still consider Chicago my hometown race. Well, sure, right. because that's where you were born and raised. Yeah, yeah, right? but, but I like Baltimore was never on my radar. I really, I've no desire to run through the streets of Baltimore, but it's a hugely popular. Um, it's a Baltimore Run Festival, and uh, it's hugely pop um, popular here. And I have a ton of friends who've run it multiple times, like double digit times, and they. Um, we're praising the race and the crowd support, and it's a great, safe way to see the city. And uh, one person uh, told me to, that I should stick with Marine Corps, that it's a better race. But um, just the logistics for Marine Corps, too, and getting to D.C., and that would involve a hotel. And it really, I feel like there's a huge weight off my shoulder that I can literally wake up in the morning, drive to Baltimore, and be done with it. Right. I don't have to worry about literally anything sure. at this point other than get my butt out the door. Did you find it on Marathon Guide? Is that where you found it? Probably. Yeah. I mean, Marathon Guide's nice just because they give you so much information about each race and they mm-hmm. have um, kind of ratings like uh, that they've done in terms of like, is it flat? Is it, you know, fast? How many people qualify for Boston? And that just kind of helps you understand the vibe. Yeah. Too of, of the race. So basically you're going to be running around Baltimore. Um, I mean, did you ever watch the wire? I mean, that's basically, of course that was I like, mean, you know, you didn't, you, that was in the heyday of my fire department day. So the wire, but that's every day. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. But I mean, literally it's set in Baltimore. Yeah. Right? So yeah. 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 But you know, you'll smell the, the, you'll smell the weed and you know, the rats will be on the street and that kind of stuff. And it's a small, it's a huge race. I don't know how many people run the half marathon, but I think 4,000 is the cap for the marathon. So it would just me, be me and the, um, Fine folks of Baltimore City in the back, <laughs> you know, like look at all those crazy people running, kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. So, and it's hilly too. It's like twelve hundred feet of elevation. Mm. Yeah, well, that's different. I mean, yeah. So when you when you're running around your house, is there a lot of I? I mean, I I I don't know. Like, how hilly is it? Like, yeah, it's pretty hilly here. No, okay. it's like some nice. There's no flat. You probably can't go 
a quarter mile flat anywhere here. Gotcha. So, so first is the, where I'm at, which you can't find a hill if you run 15 miles. So yeah, you got to go to the parking garage. But everyone says that where I live is good, um, good hill training. Like just normal running will prepare you for the race. And I think, um, you know, because this makes me feel really good that 18 to 22 mile 18 to 22 they compare to Heartbreak Hill in Boston. So, you know, that's great. And then, of course, they say it's all downhill, which means they're all full of crap after that. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a, there's an elevation chart. I mean, this is one that I know nothing about. Yeah. Um, you know nothing, John Stark. Uh, so <laughs> I'll now I'm going to have to look it up, you know. Yeah, and, not look and, it up. I mean, it's it's got a great reputation. I just, you know, like I'm a Chicago boy and I don't really ever think of Baltimore as as being anything other than that city that I don't go to. <laughs> well, I mean, I would love to go to Camden Yards and take. Yeah, well, that's where it starts. Game. That's where oh, it starts. Beautiful. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we're actually going to, uh, Bray and I are going to a baseball game uh, at Camden, I think, versus Tampa Bay on the 22nd of this month. Beautiful. Yeah, all his buddies play Little League, so they adopted him on the team. And uh, they're giving him a jersey, and we're going to go hang out at Little League Day at um, Camden Yards. It's I have not been there, and it's it looks like a beautiful stadium. So it's not bad. Um, I I really I I love going to baseball games though. So you know that's going to be something for sure. It was really nice yesterday. I uh, got to watch on Peacock. The White Sox take on the Red Sox. Yeah, I watched the end of that game. It was nice. So, Sweeping yeah. the Red Sox is always a good thing. Yeah. I but mean, why are they wearing the pink? Uh, Mother's Day. I'm sure it was like a breast cancer awareness Mother's For Day. For Mother's Day. I was thinking it was a money grab because they don't play in October. Uh, well, they do play in October. Well, only a couple but, teams. Not everyone yeah. plays. So this way they can get the money grab. Uh, but I did see a couple. Um, is it a White Sox player? Someone put wrote a like I love you mom on his hat. Yeah. But I did get to see that. That was on regular TV for us. But then I thought about taking a road trip to Fenway Park. But like I haven't done all the food. It's been years since I've been to an Orioles game, but Camden's not too bad. The people yeah. ruin everything. Like we sat in the outfield. That's but just you the, know in life. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, Braden was super young and some guys just like screaming obscenities at the outfielder. I'm like, come on. You know what I mean? But if I was in if I was in Wrigley in the bleachers eating a hot dog with an old style, I'd you know, they would just be the bleachers, but because I'm in Camden I'm all pissed off. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> it was fun. my my favorite memory of sitting in the bleachers, because that's you know, you get a lot of that obviously in every stadium, especially in the bleachers, right? And um we're at Comiskey, whatever it was called at the time, and I had some kind of partial season tickets that I had out in the bleachers, right? Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there one night, and this guy decides that he is going to just give Carl Crawford grief, right? Uh, I think I think at that point, Crawford may have been on the Rays, actually. Uh, and he's just yelling at Carl Crawford, Hey, Crawford, you drive a Geo. <laughs> Like, what, what does this mean? Like, 
Yeah. Hey, Crawford, you, you're Geo. It's missing a door. Hey, Crawford. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, if you're going to give a guy, like, you're going to heckle a guy, why that? And so these guys near us just started doing, like, playing off the guy and just came up with the most ridiculous stuff, all based on a Geo. Like, that yeah. was the, his, this guy's insult was that Carl Crawford drove a Geo. That's pretty it was, funny. It was pretty funny. But it was much better than a dude, like, F-bombing, you know, Crawford. Oh, yeah. this you know. I'm amazed that this guy didn't get thrown out, like, within 15 minutes. And it just went the whole game. And I'm like, it ruins it at a certain point. And we're, um, we're probably, like, 35 minutes from a minor league baseball team, the Frederick Keys, which is awesome to watch. I love going to see them. Because you pay 13 bucks, you yeah. sit right behind home plate, and you watch. It's... Really, and you never like, know like what future Hall of Famer you're watching, yeah. right? Like, and the best baseball I ever watched was the Cape Cod League, right? Which was super fun. Farrick and I went to Cape Cod on our honeymoon, and we probably went to uh, maybe five or six Cape Cod League games, and it's all Division One, Division Two baseball players, and uh, it's a donation, so you can pay, you can give five bucks for the two of you. To go in and watch these like collegiate, like big league Division One superstars just playing baseball and living, living the dream. Like they just hang out and you right. know and live in Cape Cod for the summer, living life large. Yeah. and it's awesome baseball. Yeah, I remember when I was at you know down in Peoria, I used to love to go to Chiefs games. Yeah, the Chiefs games. And uh, at the time, they were, uh, you know the a farm team for the Cardinals. So I watched Albert Pujols before he was Albert Pujols, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you knew the moment that dude stepped to bat, yeah. you're like, that's a big leaguer. Yeah. Like, it, from the moment he just came to the plate, you watched one swing, you're like, yeah, that's a big leaguer. And turns out he's obviously a Hall of Fame caliber yeah. player that you know we watched well before he was anything, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and my, I think my, one of my absolute favorite baseball memories was watching the high school all-star game at Comiskey <laughs> back in the day. And this one arm pitcher yeah. on the mound named Jim, Jim Abbott. Abbott. Yeah. And we watched him as a high school all-star pitch with that one arm. And you're like, what? Like we were just yeah. all going crazy. It was and such did, an amazing. Did he play at Michigan? And then who did he yep. play for in the big league? The twins? Well, he played all over the place, including, I think he ended up in, in Chicago. So, yeah. Hey, um, this is a great running podcast, Pete. Well. <laughs> David Pico down Baseball Memory Lane. You know, it's it's a, it's a lifestyle yeah. podcast, I re- right? Sure. My first baseball game at Wrigley, I took my, my, my dad took me. I was a little kid, and I made him get there. It's not like I can make him, but he appeased me, and we got there early. So I can watch baseball practice. And I was so miserable and crying and just being a little jerk-off kid. We left before the game even started, and my oh dad my was so mad at me. <laughs> I'll never forget. He was so mad. We took the train and everything. Like, it was this great adventure, and I didn't watch one second of my first baseball game. That's funny. Abbott, it's coming to my Abbott actually, he played first for the California, well, back then, California Angels. Mm-hmm. Now the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or something, uh, and then he pl- he was a Yankee. Yeah, and I and think he, he was on the Olympic team too, right? Yep, and he came to the White Ooh. Sox 
twice. The stuff I keep up here, Pete, is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he came <laughs> to the White Sox twice, I remember. Um, two different one-year stints, I want to say, with the Sox. But, you know, uh, I'm sure he ended up a couple other places. I, I kind of remember the Brewers or something, too. But anyway, unimportant. Back to back to what we're supposed to be doing here. Good memory. So, yeah, so it's, uh, I'm uh, officially in for the... 2022 Baltimore Marathon. All right. So you made that decision. How was the rest of the week? Uh, exactly how I thought it was going to be. And I had a great week. I'm in a great mood today. But Mother's Day at the bake shop kicked my butt. And uh, two days a week, I, uh, I leave the house at 530 in the morning. And I don't get home till 830 at night. So those days are washes. I didn't get anything done. Last week, but make a gazillion cupcakes and a gazillion cakes. And uh, you and I talked about how I don't know at my bake shop. I don't know what the week entails, right? I don't know what her orders are. So every day is a mystery. And uh, every day was a mystery that added about four hours to my day that wasn't planned. Uh, so pretty early in the week, I uh, I just I washed the week, to be honest with you. And uh, I got through... So that's, that's okay, like now. Yeah. Like, how are you gonna? How are you gonna fit that in going forward? Uh, well, track ends for me coaching, so that gives me two days a week time wise. That if I don't make the morning or my day goes longer, I have a solid four hours at night that I can make up for it. And I, I'm gonna run tomorrow morning. I just. I knew it was going to be rough. The standing, I probably put in close to 35 hours at the bake shop, which is like tr- double what I normally do. And uh, just all that standing at my age after everything that I've been through is just, it wreaks havoc on me. Havoc on me. And uh, things should slow down for, what it's May. So I should get a good two weeks. And then graduation season is only like a week. And that's just cake. So I can knock that out. But uh, now it's, you know, like I, I kind of figured it was going to go that route. And it did. I, I didn't. I wasn't upset with myself. I'm not like, um, you know, there's no imposter syndrome. There's no like, what am I doing? I, I feel good. I made a decision about the race. And uh my push comes to the shove was it's just a new day. Like we got to get it done. Um, I've been drinking a lot. So I, I took a lot of time to focus on that. And uh, I threw that to the wind. I'm going back to like, it, it has to be a conscious effort right now to not partake in the, uh, in the brown water as many people call it. So uh, I felt good about that. It was just something I needed to admit to myself uh, during the week and, uh, I, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the things that I heard was maybe Sarah said it. I don't know if Sarah said it, but the habit has to become the goal. And it just, that made a lot of sense to me that everything else was, in my mind, I'm making this like big, I'm looking too far ahead and I really just need to simplify it for myself. And the habit has to be the goal of I only need two days during the week to wake up early. And if I plan those two days, you know, I did it the following week 
and I felt amazing for it, and I laid all my clothes out. I just have to make more of a conscious effort to get these things done on the days that I say that I'm going to get them done. So a couple things, or a few things. One, you know, what Farica said to you about, like, hey, just get a goal, and and you'll worry about the bigger stuff later. Yep. I think, you know, I'm glad that she said it to you and that you kind of accepted it because that's been one thing like I've been that, thinking about like I don't like I'm not your spouse like I, I can't you know tell you that right but it's one thing that I've been thinking about for you like hey you just got to simplify that stuff right like yeah, yeah, yeah. bring it and, back together and she knows and I think she kind of let, let me like have my fun and do my David big grandeur things. And she's, um, and she, at first I'm like, Hey, what do you think about Philly? Philly was like, uh, 130 bucks to register for the race. Hotel room was like two fifty, So it wasn't too bad. And she's like, I don't, I can't think about it right now. And that's, that was kind of like the warning shot over the bow. Like figure this out. Stop thinking of these big grandeur things. And then, uh, so I cornered her on it the next day. I'm like, look, I need your opinion, right? Like for the race, I'll make the race decision. I need your financial decision. And she's, and that's when she's like, look, just run Baltimore. It eliminates everything. You just got to get one under your belt, finish the race. And next year we can do the destination. So she's totally like, look, moron, just shut up, register for the race, and run. It's right here. It's a no-brainer. Stop doing all the crazy stuff that you always do. Yeah. Well, then the second piece, the the habit, right? Like, that's what a lot... I mean, I'm just saying the same thing in a different way, that the goal for me now is the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, that... You know, I want to, I really think if the habit is the goal, like it's basically the same thing because if you've got a journey and you're doing something consistently, that's the habit, right? Like, yeah, so, you know, but I don't do anything consistent, consistently. So for me, I talk a great game and we've been talking for 14 weeks and I'm really no better than where I was 14 weeks ago. And it to me the habit when I say the goal has to be the habit, it's really shut up, Dave, and just get out the door, right? Uh, it, it, that and I mean, and, and I, I and I think you'll take this the right way, although because of uh, connection issues, I, I can't see you right now. So let's hope that I don't piss you off too much. You won't piss um, me off, like. If you just concentrate on this and don't say the word Disney for the next <laughs> 20 weeks, I really think your life might be better. Like, honestly. Oh. <laughs> like, I get it. That, I get it. That's that's a big deal for you. But that's not the goal. Like, don't, don't look ahead. And that's been one of the big things for me. Like, to kind of – because I'm the same way. Right. Like I like to look like at, oh, my gosh, that stuff is so inspiring. I want to do it. FOMO, you know, all that stuff. But 
But in the end, like when I'm looking ahead to, hey, I really want to go crush a hundred k race someday. That's like <laughs> who? It doesn't matter. Like right now, all I'm worried about, literally, all I'm worried about is Chicago. And yeah, this it, is the first time in my life I've ever tried this, and I gotta tell you, dude, it gives me so much more freedom. Yeah, because it, when somebody says, "Hey, you want to do this race?" Nope, <laughs> I yeah, don't. Pete, Pete, I'm already planning our hundred mile next year at Sugar Badger. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've totally like I've told, and I'm laughing. I don't know if you can see me, but I'm yeah, laughing because, right? I talk about Disney every day. And I'm already looking past, like in my mind, Baltimore's already done and I'm working on next year stuff. And I haven't even done week two of my training yet. So that's, it's a, it's a weird place. And you, you just said you're that freedom and that comfort of just looking at Chicago. I don't know what that's like, but I got to learn it really quick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I didn't either until this year, right? Like. There's just something that finally just kind of clicked with me. Um, that, like Wayne's World, live in the now. You know, like I just <laughs> yeah. had to, I can't worry about that. And maybe, I, honestly, maybe it's the diabetes, right? Because I'm kind of looking at my eating habits almost like an addict, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's take every day, take it one day at a time. You know, that, that kind of AA 12 step kind of outlook. Like, I'm not trying to plan my next meal all the time, whereas I used to. I used yeah. to, like, I was always looking forward to whatever the next big meal is going to be, right? I've allowed my, myself some time to to really dream at times, but it's much more, if I don't do this run right now that I've got on my schedule, then that run that I want to do two years from now becomes that much harder. Right. It's right? never going to happen. It, right. it, and so every run to me is now, it, it kind of brings me back to something my brother talked about years and years ago. It's just a, it's like building a block. It's not even a foundation, right? It, the foundation has to come from the mindset to me, like the mindset's the foundation. And then on top of that, it's the activity and you just build one on top of another, right? And next thing you know, you've got a structure because now you can wake up and go run a half marathon, like literally any day of the week. So it's, I know it's not easy and I'm not telling you like, oh, you just snap your fingers and do it. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying that if the, the goal becomes your focus gets onto that race and you just start building those runs, I think it's going to be great. And, and I wouldn't. You know, as you know, sticking to days of the week, like you, you got to be able to, yeah, 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 fit and it into your life. So if Tuesday and Thursday are bad for you, then you make easy runs Monday, Wednesday, or whatever it is. Right? Yeah, and that's really what I did. Too last week, I did too much math in my head, right? Like instead of, um, it's. Uh, you know, you get to that point where you start creating things. And really what you're doing is creating excuses of how not to do it. And I did too much of that when one thing got in my, like when I walked in and I wasn't expecting there to be seven cakes on the board, instead of figuring out, okay, I got these seven cakes plus the other stuff that's going to add like an hour and a half. Instead of figuring out how I was going to get 
the run in, I just be like, well, it's not going to happen today. Right. And it's just, it's a mind shift switch that consciously I have to be on top of to say, okay, I'm not running on Tuesdays and Thursdays, no matter what happens on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, I have to get these two runs done and play with that week a little more. And did you say that this week you didn't drink or you did drink and now you're this last week? I drank a lot the last two weeks and it's just, you know, like I I listened to some of my um, podcasts I listen to are pretty like emotional stuff. And um, it really got to the point where you're like, I feel like shit. I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Simple things make me winded, like going upstairs and stuff. And the number one place that this all is starting is this stupid drinking, right? And we were so strong in the beginning. Then we stopped talking about it. And then so it it kind of leaves. It's not a thought process. And, uh, and nothing, everything that I want to accomplish starts with changing that habit and what why am i not changing the habit so yeah. it just it, it just got to the point and it and there is no other i slept like a million but i slept incredibly well last night i woke up in a great mood today i'm in a great mood now and it really you can Anything that I want to accomplish ultimately will not get accomplished until I tackle that first step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a bigger factor in our lives sometimes than we realize, even if it's not uh, to the point of being an alcoholic, which I don't consider myself to be uh, in any way, shape or form. And I stopped drinking not only to feel a little bit better, make these runs easier, but for the di- you know, for the sake of di- mm-hmm. trying to help my diabetes, la- yesterday, Gretchen on Mother's Day wanted, um, she wanted a, a some wine, and it was the first time that I had been tempted because I she she wanted me to make her dinner right, and mm-hmm. so she wanted ribs. She wanted me to smoke her some ribs, and she wanted a baked potato, which I decided to coat the potato in oil, salt, and put it on the smoker. Mm. Um, and it, crispy skin came. It really came out really. I had never done that before. came out great. And I made her a cucumber onion tomato salad. That's what she wanted, right? An incredible meal. With ribs, I love, you know, a good American red wine, you know, red blend sure. or zin or something. And so I got her one. And for the first time, I was a little bit tempted, but I resisted it. Instead of just going ahead and having some, I didn't, I just didn't. And that, that thought passed half an hour later Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't come back. And then I had a, for the first time I'm like, oh, I really want something like a dessert, right? Like a processed, beautiful piece (laughs) of dessert, you know? And I, again, I just let it go and it passed. So it's not... That I'm perfect. We all know I'm not. I'm not going to be the fat guy sitting here battling all these health conditions. Right, if right. I was perfect. I'm not. And I'm not preaching that everybody else just, you know, suck it up and do it. That's not at all. 
it sucked. For that half an hour, it was a friggin' tug of war in my head. But but overcoming it, now I'm at three weeks, right? So I'm three weeks today of abstaining from that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm down this morning 11 pounds total. It's awesome. I feel unbelievable. I ran 10 miles yesterday, and I ran the entire way. Love it. I felt... I mean, it was perfect weather. I, I mean, finally, perfect weather. I felt like a million bucks getting it done. I was fine more or less afterwards. I mean, you ran 10 miles. You're going to feel it, right? Mm-hmm. This morning, I have no residual soreness. Like, There's some fatigue, but that's it. There's no soreness. And, you know, I feel like I've turned a corner in a lot of ways, right? Sure. That and doesn't I- mean... That doesn't mean it's easier. Right. Right. But I think a huge part of, and I don't think you'll disagree with it, is the last three weeks of success for you and mediocrity for me is you've eliminated, have been able to eliminate that booze portion mindset, not just alcohol mindset portion of it. And I've been lying to myself and doing the same thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I, and I don't, I wish I could tell you which podcast I listened to, but it was like a, a moment of like a glassy eyed moment where you're like, man, what am I, what am I doing? Right. And it just, it was that moment of moment, like, like a moment in many moments that I've been having over the last month mentally and internally that you're like, you're so stupid. What are you doing? Right? Like I am, it's kind of, it's like the, you know, the devil Dave and angel Dave and devil Dave is, is, um, uh, what's the word? Sabotaging himself. And it's because I sit on that stupid couch and drink booze all night. Not all night, but for a good hour. And then I go to sleep. And literally, any positive thought or action that I want, I crush with that nonsense. And I'm not going to lose any weight. I'm not going to get any better as a runner. I can see myself as you down 11 pounds, running 10 miles, feeling great, doing all these awesome things, going on a run with Braden this summer or swimming with Braden this summer. I just sabotage myself, right? Because of a stupid... In the end, are you like, are you afraid to succeed? Are you afraid to... There's probably something... There's probably something deep down inside of why I sabotage myself. But I've never been like this. And it's, it's the, I think the weakness, and there's probably people screaming therapy, Dave, therapy, Dave, <laughs> you know, at their, yeah. and they're listening to the podcast. Ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I don't know where the self-sabotage comes from because it's a recent thing. Right. So I, I don't really know. I, I, I mean, I don't know either, you know, and, and I'm I'm not a therapist. I can only tell you that for me, 
I always go back to inertia is a very powerful force. So oh, yeah. when, you're, when you're used to doing nothing, you're going to do nothing, right? Like, so a body at rest stays at rest. A body <laughs> in motion stays in motion, yeah. right? Tends to stay in motion. We all know that perpetual motion machines are not possible, at least not yet. Um, but in the end, there is there's something to be said for treating it i i mean for me there was something to be said for treating it at almost like an addiction right like mm-hmm. i i just look i i could possibly go back to maybe someday if i choose to go back to a drink here or there like i don't think that that's like i i had permission to drink yesterday i chose not to just because i don't i didn't see the point like what right. is my point right now Maybe there is a point down the road, but it's also for me difficult because, and I've talked about this a little bit, but it's been weighing on me more and more. The people that I know that are, that are friends that, that are active, they live in my phone. They don't live near me. Yeah. The, the, my friends, the way we've connected is, is wine and food. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to adjust both of those in my life. I don't want to lose friendships. I'm able to go to a dinner and not drink, but I know that it will make somebody uncomfortable. And that person might be somebody else. It might be me. I, I couldn't tell you, <laughs> but somebody's going to be yeah. uncomfortable. So how do I connect with people? Continue, you know, continue to connect with people. How do I find others to do these runs with? And as I run, and I'm getting my my easy pace down a little bit. I feel like okay, now maybe I can go find somebody somebody to run with here or there. But it's at 51 years old. I, I mean, I'm not out there to make friends every day. I, yeah, that, I don't. I don't really want to do that. Like that's he, not what I'm looking for. Yeah, and I get it because there's an amazing running group in my community. Right, three days a week. There's the five at five. So they run five more five miles at five in the morning. There's the Monday night run group, the Tuesday night run group, the Wednesday night biker group, right? The Tuesday and Thursday walk group. They're every that social community is everywhere here. And I like you am fifty one and not looking for friends, but just like you've made that mindset switch to not eat dessert and not drink wine. Maybe it's it's switching that mindset that, hey, I'm 51 and I'm looking for my community to help me continue, you know, like Flatlanders or whatever. There's got to be some kind of group out there. Well, I mean, the Flatlanders for trails are definitely around. But, you know, it's just, you know, I, I can only go back to trying this years ago, right? And I never... I I know it seems weird, right, to a lot of people, but I'm actually an introvert and I'm very socially awkward at the beginning of things. Yeah. Like I, I'm not good at the beginning part. Like if I'm, if I'm there to do a wine tasting, I'll hold court and then people want to talk to me because I'm the quote unquote expert on wine. (laughs) I'm good. Right. But like, sitting around and talking to somebody it's like ooh you know it's it, 
like getting to know somebody and on a run. Well, it's like you almost got to sh- just show up, like find the group, just show up. Yeah. And go do your own thing and eventually let it happen on its own. It, I mean, if you're willing to, to do that, because like when I go to these things, you know, like for me, I know I'm the slowest person there. So I, I kind of hide in the corner and, you know, people say hello. I know a ton of them. And uh, I just kind of hide in the corner and they go do their things. And I'm like, um, you know, fat and slow. Don't wait for me. Go do your thing. And But they eventually they will all, that's how I know all these people is just from, you know, showing up and not even running with them because I can't hang with them. I used to take Braden on trail runs and uh, he would run with them and I'd be, you know, like a half a mile back and every once in a while they'd stop and wait for me to catch up. And I'd just like, just go run, take the kid and go, go do your thing. But eventually it, it switches and you find that comfort for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it'll be interesting to see if I can change or not. I mean, I really also do enjoy the solitude of running alone. I, yeah. I just do. I mean, it's this week I had five runs again. So I did five runs two weeks in a row now. Uh, and, and those are all know, scheduled. Yep. And I'm doing them on the scheduled day. Not always when I want to. So I've actually, so I had a, an easy three, uh, three times this week. And then I had a workout that was uh, a warm up, 15 or 20 minutes. I can't remember. And then a four by half mile at tempo pace mm-hmm. with a four minute jog in between. That was hard, and I'll get back to why. And then the 10-miler, uh, which I felt fantastic. The problem that I had with the the workout was I did the old psych myself out thing. I, I, like, I hit my breaking point of running in cold wind and rain. Like, <laughs> I've, done, I've had to do that so often over the last yeah. several months that I'm just like, I am done with it. I'm tired of it. I don't want to do it again. And then I, and then you play the game of look at the weather forecast to see when the break is going to be. Yeah. When does it start to get a little warmer? When's the, you know, well, I I don't know what's gotten into the wind, but it hasn't been under double digits here for wind in a long time. And they even said, finally, I saw a a weather thing that it's one of the windiest times we have like stretches we've ever had. Yeah. uh, It's been brutal because Bray and I are outside four days a week throwing in this, and you could see it in him. He's yeah. like, I'm so over this, and he just there's nothing he wants to do. Like, how many times can you go out? And like, this should be like, it's a beautiful day today. We're going to help some high school kids throw today because uh, their conference championship is this weekend. And it was like you could see the excitement in him, oh, like yeah. just because it was like a warm, sunny day finally. Yeah, yeah, we've had a couple in a row here too. But that day it was this just, you know, it was it was 40 degrees and it was raining and it wasn't pouring, but it's like that constant rain and it was 20 mile an hour winds. Well, I just didn't want to do it. Well, guess what? Never changed because the <laughs> forecast keeps changing with when it's going to rain. So it's always raining and... I ended up pushing that run to the afternoon when I'm just, I don't do well on afternoon runs for whatever reason. Like I can't get my lungs during that time. My heart rate's fine, but I just feel like garbage, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I did the run, but I made it way harder on myself. Even though I completed it, it was just way harder than it needed to be, right? My 10-miler felt way easier. Yeah. And, you know, that pace was really good for me. I've got, I think it was a 1248 overall. And again, I wanted to finish just like I did with the nine the week before. I wanted to finish strong just to see if there was a little bit in the tank. And I ran the exact same mile time, 1203 for the 10th miles I did for the ninth mile the week before. So I really finished strong and felt really good. And I knew like I had accomplished something and I I started that race a little bit late just because it few things took a little longer to prep in the morning for the meal. You know, ribs take six hours to smoke, so you have to Mm -hmm. get them going. Uh, But it wasn't real late, right? Like I started at 930 instead of 830. You know, not a big deal. But there was no way I was waiting until the afternoon, right? Like I, I need to get my runs to the morning and it needs to start now. And then this week, so we've had that last week, right? This week, <laughs> it's, you know, mid-80s. Yeah. And Welcome to summer. Right, right. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's summer. Yeah. This week. So this week, uh, I've also had to change around my runs because my son graduates on the 15th from high Woo-hoo. school. So Daniel graduates on... The 15th. And so we're going to be in the central Illinois, Peoria, Washington area on Saturday and Sunday. So I, and and there's stuff to do and we got to travel. So I needed to do my long run now on Friday. So I've got 12 on Friday. Did you get permission to do that? I did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you're a good good student. Well, (laughs) I mean, I knew she would say, okay, cool. Right. But I still. Wanted to let her know, look, I'm going to run 10 Sunday and 12 Friday. Like, yeah. that's fairly close look together. At you. Did you think you'd say that four weeks ago? I'm going to run 22 no. miles in five days? That's awesome. Look, I thought I was going to go out yesterday and do my best on 10. But, hey, if I got to walk, I got to walk, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not running the entire time because... I, I don't feel like I can walk, like there's some shame in it. I'm doing yeah. it because I'm physically able Look, to now. You are crushing right? this. I'd give you a hug right now, Pete. Yeah, I feel good about it, man. Like, And I got to be honest, like I've not had this long of a stretch without depression in many yeah. years. Well, I, I will tell you that every person that I've talked to with PTSD and podcasts that I've listened to, running has been... A huge, and you're making tremendous amounts of changes, but running has been a big, that's why there's so many people with like uh, vets in ultra running. And, you know, what's it like 33% or some like high number of addicts are ultra runners or something? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, I think that, the reason I, I'm feeling this way is that combination of I'm not drinking, I'm not eating a bunch of sugar, uh, and I'm running. I haven't really done all of those things. I've never given up sugar mm-hmm. for um, other than that, you know, kind of two year span where we were NSNG or three year span, whatever it was. And even then, I was sneaking in some. But you were not as 
free as you sound then than you do now. Yeah, I, I, I guess because the the decision wasn't around. I really think back then it was more around vanity. Like I was just tired of feeling and looking like crap. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing it as truly uh, a necessity for my long term health on this earth. Yeah, it's a, but you were also in mindset. You were also in a lot of groups that were very uh, militant about NSNG, like the worst of like. Some of my vegan groups are like, and like there was no room for error. If you, you almost had to hide that little thing. And and I feel like knowing the Pete that I listened to back in those days and listening to the Pete today over the last three weeks, four weeks, you are, there is a much uh, lighter, freeing, like successful vibe to how you're talking now than you did back then yeah i would agree i mean i'm i'm much more matter of fact about things at this point like if somebody offered me cake i would just say oh no thank you like i wouldn't feel Mm -hmm. like back then i felt the the need to explain myself right right and now i i don't like that's just how i'm living now it's also been three for that part of it it's been three weeks by no means do I think it's going to be three years or 30 years or whatever I, you know, decide to do. But I could tell you that I want this habit to be that I make a conscious choice and it is an exception to the rule to the point where it's not, hey, I do this once a week or I have a cheat day once a week. It's once in a blue moon that I mm-hmm. decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to have that because it looks good, right? Or we're at a nice meal for our anniversary. So I'm just going to go ahead and eat those two small dessert courses or what have you. I'm not, I just don't even care. Like, it's just literally matter of fact. And I did have somebody reach out and, you know, they asked, hey, how are you, like, how are you doing this? And I told them, "I, I don't know. Like, I've just made a decision that my health had to change. Yeah. It had to. I do believe just eliminating alcohol is a big deal. Eliminating that added sugar, you know, and when I say that, it's not perfect, right? I mean, there's added sugar in a lot of stuff. Everything. But but I'm not eating. I'm not sitting down eating yeah, yeah, dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not grabbing a snack at, you know, 9 o'clock at night. I'm, I'm just going with it. Also, the CPAP. You know, it, it, it probably is another piece of that because I'm getting sleep, better sleep. It's still not like great sleep, but it's much better. Mm-hmm. And so my apnea episodes have gone from whatever, 11.2 down to point, you know, nine. Yeah. On average. That's huge. <laughs> I'm not waking up from sleep constantly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is uh, a lot to be said for this everything. So I guess in the end, if, if the only answer I was able to give them and the only answer I can come up with is I've always been one, like I can't work on more than one thing at a time. Well, guess what? You can, I, you can. And I would almost say for, for me, I had to, and I bet for a lot of others, you gotta do eating and exercise and sleep and 
you know, mindset and mindfulness. It's got to all be at once. Yeah. I just said last week, I can't do all three. And now, right. right? And there's your perfect, we right now are a perfect example of the before and after. Right. Well, but I'm not an after. I'm a work in progress, and that's right. The right. Best part but if of it, you right? look, if you took the two of us four weeks ago and until now, it's look. Only one of us is truly succeeding right now in in taking those steps towards whatever the ultimate goal is, and that's you. Like I'm right. certainly not on the success train. At this look, it's it, and it's hard work, man. So I mean, you've got to be ready to put in the work and. You know, I've gone through so, you know, enough therapy in my life to know like, okay, can I use these tools to shape the habits that I want to form or do I need somebody else's outside help to get to that point? I was ready to go for that help. I gave Mm -hmm. myself, I I told myself that day after Easter uh, 418, so April 18th, you have 30 days to figure this out. And in between there, this week, I've got to get my next set of blood, blood work. So you'll have blood work. You'll have seen what the the first three weeks does. Um, you've got 30 days. If you're not good in that 30 days, go get the help. Mm-hmm. So I was ready to do that. As painful as we talked about, as painful as it, is, as it can be to find a therapist, it's much more painful to continue to fail for me. And I know the difference between the two. So I just decided it was done. Like, and, and I went for it and it's become pretty good. And now I'm just like, okay, yesterday when I ate those ribs, dude, in the past, a rack of ribs. Are you kidding me? I would have thrown down a whole rack, that potato, the salad. I would have had dessert. The fixings on the potato. Well, I did, I did butter and sour cream on the potato, admittedly. I did eat that. I had four bones, though. I allowed my. I said, "Hey, I ate the four bones. I had a big cucumber onion tomato salad, and I ate the potato. And at the end of it, I said, "Am I hungry? No." And we ate an early dinner too because mm-hmm. she wanted to eat kind of that, you know, that kind of fun early. We ate it like four o'clock. I didn't eat again because nice. I was full, satisfied, was literally not hungry all the way through. In the past, I still would have just grabbed something because it's habit, right? Like, yeah, I'd eat. be eating the other two racks that we say for tomorrow at right. five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and it's not simple, but man, it's just like, okay, is that all I need? Yeah, I think I'm good. And it's it's that kind of dialogue, I will tell you constantly in my head. I yeah. am talking to myself, which I do anyway, but I'm talking to myself <laughs> more than ever. Uh, I am asking myself questions. I'm thinking about like the successful people that I know in my life and kind of what they would do, how they would approach it. And I've really concentrated on, on that part of making that discussion positive. And I failed, you know, once this week with that run and that was it. Like I told myself, okay, you got to stop this. I'm, yeah. I'm running because Dude, you gotta, you just got to get out there. Now, if it's completely miserable, if it's lightning, like I'm not going to run in lightning. I'm not an idiot, right? Sure. But there has to be some good reasons going forward where I'm not getting that run done, you know, earlier yeah. versus later. So I don't know, dude. I'm, I do feel different. It's a, it's a strange thing to try to, you know, 
I'm not coming to the podcast with all these problems to solve. So it's a different kind of, it's a yeah. different kind of discussion for me. We can yeah. just work on you now. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's all Dave all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I've invited on a therapist from Maryland, Dave. Our guest. Well, there's, there's your you new, you should talk. There's your new tag. Pete, Pete, Pete fixes Dave on his quest. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be fine once you figure out what it is that you need to have click. But I love the fact that you're at least going to a race that's closer, listening to Ferka, hearing that about the habits is good. Start to focus on the goal at hand, which is getting those things down and just one step, one day at a time. That's it. Oh, I love that show too, back in the one day. One day at a time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The reboot's about- good too, man. Yeah, so. none of the reboots are. Now they're redoing no, Firestarter. Yeah. You remember with Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Come on, write something new. I'm so over. And Farrakhan Braden went to a movie yesterday for Mother's Day. And uh, Braden told me that Top Gun 2 is coming out the 27th. It is. And I, it you is. know what? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this movie now. Tom Cruise, he did he. I think he could have done a really good thing and released that movie during the height of COVID. I think it was. It's they they've been sitting on it for two years. Yeah, I don't know anything about it other than the fact that I think that Tom Cruise is actually using a walker in it. I mean, that dude. Is, I don't know what they're doing with this. Has he got to be an instructor or something? Because he's like you can't be act- telling me he's still fighting. Flying fighter jets. I think it's the exact same movie, just at a different time. And like uh, Iceman's an admiral now, and, and, and like Goose's kid or something is a pilot. I don't know anything about it. But, uh, you know, Val Kilm, is it Kilmer or Kilner? Kilmer. He can't talk. So they did some kind of. Um, like movie magic so he can be back in the movie he's he had like mouth cancer or something he can't talk which i thought was kind of interesting that they still included him but i really i mean this movie was supposed to come out in the height of covid and they can't when all the theater shut down they canceled it he could have put that out for you know pay-per-view i would have paid 50 bucks to watch it in the house to help save all the theaters and stuff (laughs) yeah i don't know money grab Well, I just know that when they tried to convince me Tom Cruise was Jack Reacher, that that was it for me and Tom Cruise. So, Yeah, well, I've never been a Tom Cruise fan, but I yeah. don't know if I can say that. Now they're all going to come after me. Yeah, we just, we just, we finally watched a movie. We hadn't watched a movie in a while. We watched The Eternals, uh, a Marvel movie, and um, it was not good. Yeah, I save all that for Farrakhan, but I don't see any movies. I'm not a movie All right. guy. All right, dude. So our goal is now to get Dave on track, which has been the goal all along. But yeah, 14 weeks to finally, I think, uh, you know, break through to where we. But that's you know, that's what makes this show real. <laughs> it, it definitely is real. <laughs> all too real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, man. You ready to wrap her up? Yeah, sure. All right. You've been listening to episode 142 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC, run Chicago and Baltimore. Chapter 14, although I'm not changing the title. 
Uh, music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Keep reaching out on social to talk to us. Ask us questions. Your insights, compliments, criticisms are all welcome. Subscribe, rate, review, and you know, share it with somebody that just needs a verbal hug. And that'll do it. Everyone get out there and be better today. Sure.